Vegas Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, Matt Michaels here on Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting with Sin City Steve and our guest today is a very, very hot young up-and-comer who is taking the East Coast by storm and soon the country by storm alec odin how you doing brother man i'm doing well man uh you know i really i, I really have no complaints uh you know i'm staying busy and uh, i'm enjoying the process but uh, i'm in a good, very good headspace right now yeah and you know speaking of headspace and i just see it right away because obviously we can see you here and you got the uh the do-rag on uh <laughs> but you got a pretty i think right now what is probably the most unique uh style of hair and scalp around uh for fans who don't know it's a it's one of the coolest fucking mohawks uh and i grew up in the 80s so i saw some pretty fucking cool mohawks (laughs) it's one of the fucking coolest looking styles but you also got the lightning on the scalp what was the inspiration behind coming up with that as part of your character man Oh, well, so, <laughs> so yeah, I've been through a few characters now. Um, you know, my, my first character was the sickness and that was my whole idea. And, uh, the, that whole started because, um, boogeyman and undertaker really kind of inspired me. And I really, I like the methodical kind of, uh, strange characters, uh, that kind of, that look different. You know what I mean? Cause in wrestling, you're always trying to find how can I be different? How can I look different? And I always like those anomalies and those kind of eerie characters. So I kind of thought, Hey, you know, why don't, you know, and the sickness was this creepy anomaly kind of from uh, Chernobyl and creepy. So we were like, why don't we draw veins on my head? Like veins are flying, popping out of my head. And, um, that's kind of how it started. Uh, and, and it started kind of different. And then I kind of, change things and got a little more meticulous with it but uh that was the whole idea it's just more or less just to kind of grab their eye grab their attention because uh we, we want the eyes on you right so that's kind of how it started yeah that's awesome that's awesome man um let's let's actually take it back a little bit um what got you into the business what what was that uh, kind of tipping point where you were like yeah i'm gonna get into pro wrestling well you know so I've been watching wrestling for years and years and years, you know, since I was a young child. And, you know, there's probably a lot of people have this story, but I have been watching it for a long time. And I knew from a young age that I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like I had a plan and a vision very much like Arnold Schwarzenegger always talks about the vision. Arnold's one of my uh, great idols I look up to. So from a young age, I knew I wanted to do this. And I was like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, let me finish high school. Let me get my high school diploma. And when I graduate high school, I'm going to start this because I was an athlete my entire life. Like I was a lacrosse player. I was an amateur wrestler and I was a football player. So I was, I was a three-sport athlete. And, uh, you know, everyone wanted me to play college football. That's also where I was supposed to be going. I was like, you know, I'm going to play college football, you know, do all this. But I didn't really want to do that. Like I love football, but I didn't love it enough to play at the collegiate level. And I didn't want to postpone my wrestling aspirations four years or however long I went to college and then start at a later age because this takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, so when I graduated high school, I graduated in 2017. And then sure enough, in the fall of uh, September of 2017, I started my wrestling training at uh, MCW Pro Wrestling, which is ironically 10 minutes away from my house. Uh, <laughs> 
it's just kind of strange, man. Like everything worked out. Like I almost argue it was like destiny because MCW is great. Uh, we've we've had lots of guys come and go there. You know, guys like Leo Rush trained there. Guys like Patrick or Velveteen Dream and many other guys. And you know, it's right crawl right down the street from my house. Um, and that's where I started. But I always knew I wanted to do it, and uh, I made it happen. It's really the basic of the story. You know, it's you know? A, interesting. Um, you know, I saw some of the and, and anyone who's listening or watching who doesn't know um, Alec, uh, you can look up Alec Bloom on Instagram and you can literally go back to 2013. So you can follow Alec's whole journey of, you know, from high school until now. And one of the fine findings that you mentioned here that I saw was the uh, wrestling and a great accomplishment uh, in terms of you being a, a very good um, amateur wrestler. Um, but what was interesting is what was the weight class you wrestled in? So I started wrestling. My first weight class was 140. This was back when I was probably in seventh or sixth grade. Uh, and then I, that's when I first started to train because I was a little guy. I was a little skinny guy. Uh, and I started to train. I gained 30 pounds in one year. And in my second year of wrestling, I wrestled at 170. And I won the Maryland State Championship. I was the Maryland State Champion of the 170 weight class back in 2013, I think is what it was. And that's kind of what got my me rolling in the high school because I went to private school. I went to a school called Boys Latin, which is a very reputable uh, private school in Maryland. And uh, the wrestling coach over there saw me and said, we got to we got to get this kid over here. <laughs> and so amateur wrestling was basically my ticket into into Boys Latin. Um, and then I continued wrestling. And then my freshman year of high school, I wrestled at 185 in the 195 pound weight class. And then following that, I was in heavyweight. And I was I was always a light heavyweight. I think I was like around 245 in high school. And so in heavyweights, went up to 285. But it was nice for me, though, man, because I didn't have to worry about cutting or you know starving myself or having to sweat like crazy like you know everyone else is like weighing in with just their underwear on i'm weighing in with like everything on i got my sweatshirt on i got i already ate so it was it was nice in that regard you're not struggling you know well yeah i was heavyweight towards the end yeah what's really funny about that too is uh as you say that i i relive my body feeling the the effects of having to uh, cut 20 pounds in a week when you're asked to drop from 175 to 155 and uh, having to do, you know, the underwear drop just, just to get just that oh, yeah. little needle move. Yeah. <laughs> but what I found, yeah, man. what I found so fascinating about your case is that you really didn't find bodybuilding until, you know, those years in high school, but your dad was a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah so my dad was uh, uh was very very good bodybuilder you know if you if anyone around maryland uh back in the day if you asked who craig bloom was anyone who knew bodybuilding knew who craig bloom was and uh he was mostly everyone it's funny if you ever asked about my father everyone's like dude your dad had legs like you wouldn't believe like my dad's idol was tom platts ah. and tom platts i would probably say had the greatest legs ever so that was his idol. And, uh, you know, my dad had a great run. You know, he competed uh, back in the early 90s, late 80s, and uh, competed with guys like Kevin Lavroni at the Maryland. And uh, that was pretty neat. So he, bodybuilding was always kind of in my blood. I have always loved it. Like, I just, I love the way those guys look. I love training. I love everything about it. And, you know, and growing up, you know, a lot of my dad's friends were big, you know. So I always thought 
this is normal, right? And then you you later find out, no, they're not the norm. <laughs> they are the you know not the normal at all. But I've always loved it. just in my blood, you know. That's awesome, man. And so obviously getting back into uh pro wrestling aspect of things, um, you had mentioned uh MCW and how how um your run there has been and now, something that really stood out to me is that you were aligned with Shane Douglas and the Sandman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about that. How did that come about? And did you pick anything up from those legendary guys? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I really like Shane. In fact, I was with Shane um, a month ago at uh, BCW, um, which was uh, Ron, Rob Feinstein's promotion. And we <laughs> talked again. And he, he always is. I'll tell you something I learned from him that I thought was really cool. We had a segment. I was with Sandman and Shane. And it was an easy segment because anytime you get a segment with like legends like that, you know, like, okay, this is going to be an easy work. Like, we're not doing a lot, you know. <laughs> but I appreciate the easy nights on the job. But um, I remember we, we got stuff sprayed in our eyes, right? So Shane and I are like selling our eyes, you know, like we can't, you know, we're all, you know, m- messed up. And I, you know, when the segment's over, like, you know, I'm kind of like getting over the cell and I'm trying to get Shane to walk back. Well, you know, something Shane did was he went over to the side table and grabbed a water bottle from the ring announcer. And it was like, you know, got a water bottle. It's like getting water in his eyes. And I get in the back room and my coach at the time, RJ Meyer, goes, you see that? You see that shit, Alec? That is selling. You better learn from that. And I was like, I tell you what, I did take that away. I was like, he did not stop selling till he got behind that curtain. He was really just doing every little thing. And I thought that was awesome. Uh, that was one of the big things I took away from Shane is just how important selling is. So important. Well, um, but, but, you know, speaking of that and, and working with like legends and learning things like that, what has been your um, trajectory in terms of, learning and picking up were you ever i mean you said you were an athlete but were you ever a theatrical performer did you do anything that you know you saw that you were going to have to incorporate into this aspect of wrestling so in terms of like an, an acting background or a theatrical background i really don't have a lot in that and uh i was I guess, kind of foreign to it. And I didn't really, when I first started, I didn't realize the, I guess, the amount of acting or, so to speak, that's involved in pro wrestling. And that's why I tell people, like, I think professional wrestling is probably the hardest thing I've ever done because it really is because you're, you're, you're putting on a show for people. You need to make it look like you're trying to kill this guy. But in reality, he's your partner and you're protecting his life and he's protecting mine. Uh, you know, the, everyone knows at this point in our lives, like, you know, the believability is more difficult these days. People know what's going on. So you have to work extra hard to cast this believability that I'm really fighting this guy. I got to make it look real and I'll put it on the show. But in reality, I'm taking care of this guy. And you know what I mean? And we're, and we're just, we're entertaining. We're putting on a show for people. And that is difficult. That is not easy to make things look as genuine as possible. But the same token, it's a show. Uh, so I've, I've had to learn and, and I've just learned through repetition in time and, you know, I'll continue to get better and you never stop improving in pro wrestling. That's the thing. Like you will never stop improving and that's pretty wild, but, uh, no, for me, not a lot of history in the theatrical world at all, really. Definitely. And now 
you had mentioned um obviously bcw um doing some stuff with bcw and another name that that you were linked to was raven um yeah. what what happened with that i mean it tell us about that and that pairing and and some of the things that you learned from from scott i mean i know that you know he's he's a certified mensa member um and a mind that quite frankly the the wrestling world is you know lucky to have yeah raven i really like raven and raven's taking a liking to me like he he's really cool man and uh people don't know i didn't realize is the guy is like basically a genius like he really is like legitimately a genius incredibly smart and i guess you wouldn't know at first but he is um and so what what they're doing with me over at bcw is like that the story over there is that they want me i'm like raven's last like disciple or his last hope so to speak of, of being the most evil wrestler of all time and uh <laughs> really cool and the funny thing is you know when i first started working with raven you know raven saw me and i'm not gonna lie he had his doubts about me he really didn't really know what i was gonna do he didn't really have a whole lot of faith in me uh and then i went out there and i wrestled guido and guido was really cool that, that was cool and we, we put on like a six minute match and they put me over they actually had wow, me wow. tap out guido uh and we got in the back raven goes i did not expect that <laughs> he literally said, I did not expect that. I, I didn't think you could you could you could move like that. And I was like, Well, thanks, man. Like <laughs> give me a chance. Like I, I can do this, you know. Um, but Raven's very cool. And he's and uh, as I've been with him the last couple of times, we we've talked and like in terms of like where I want to go in the in the wrestling business, and he's given me good advice and uh, I really love working with him. He he's a pleasure to work with. And actually the last time I was with him, I was also with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. And Kevin Sullivan. That was really cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kevin actually, Kevin, Kevin, it was funny. You know, Kevin's an old body guy, as we know. He was a big dude. And he, and he looked at me. He's like looking at me, like, like looking me up and down. And he goes, kid, he goes, kid, you, you, you look amazing. He goes, you, 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 God, you got a good look. And then after our match or after our segment, he actually pulled me aside. He goes, he goes, kid, come here. So what's going on, Kevin? He goes, I need you. I want you to watch Bruiser Brody. You need to watch Bruiser Brody. That guy is what you need to be like. But it's just funny. You know, Kevin really took a liking to me, and Raven's taking a liking into me. Like, all, a lot of the old school guys, for some reason, we all get along. But um, very cool guys. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be in the same ring with them. And uh, I just do my best to pick their brain and uh, look forward to continuing to work with them. My next show with them is going to be March 19th, I believe. March 19th, I'm pretty sure. I'll be back in the ring with those guys. So. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a that's amazing. That uh, you know, it's hard to earn the respect of a lot of the veterans because there are so many guys right now who are going to schools because there's so many schools out there now that it, it's really hard to you know prove that you're something more than just the guy who wants to be famous in this corner of you know Maryland. Um, with the Odin character, what was the origins of figuring out, hey, this is kind of where I'm heading with this? <laughs> That's another long, funny story. But uh, uh, so here's how here's, So my first character was the sickness. Right. And uh, we back when Corona hit and we were shut down for a while. You know, when we finally started training again, they allowed us to start training again. My coaches, RJ Meyer and Dean and, and you know, and Dan. Uh, McDevitt, who owned MCW, they all sat me down and they, and they said, Alec, um, and you're not going to like this, but uh, 
you, you're going to have to change your character because, you know, there really has been a sickness out there that has been killing, that has been killing hundreds of thousands of people. And we think this is really going to be bad heat. And uh, quite frankly, Vince McMahon's not going to hire a guy right now called the sickness. And I was like, really? Like, really, man? Like, I got so much merch and people like this character. I like this character. Um, but these guys have been doing this for 30 years. I'm not going to argue with guys that clearly know what they're talking about. So I was like, okay. That's fine. I'll do something else. So then I started doing this character called Hades because I, I like Greek mythology. And I th thought, you know, I, I think, you know, it's this eerie that Hades is the god of the underworld and dark and eerie. And I'm like, I, I, I think I can roll with that. And I did it for a while. But what I figured out with Hades was it, 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 it you kind of box yourself in when you kind of become this god, because how can you hurt a god? How do you how does a god sell? In all reality, he doesn't. Uh, and then you start kind of boxing yourself in too much for professor wrestling. I was like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. And actually, so from day one, I had guys like Joey Mercury and my coaches, Dean and RJ and Dan and, and Patrick Brink, my partner right now, and all these guys who have been doing this forever. They're like, Alec, you need to be yourself. I'm telling you, just do your own thing. And for the longest time, I was like, no, no, I, I like these gimmicky characters. I want to be gimmicky. I, I, that's what I believe in. And they let me do it. And it, and it did work. But ironically, after all this time, we were circled back and we're like, you need to be Alec. We don't like your last name. Bloom's flat, but Alec Odin, that that name works and people can cheer that and, we, and that'll work. And I said, you know what, guys? Fine. I'm not going to argue with you anymore. You know what? You guys know what you're doing. I respect you guys. Let's go with Alec Odin. And Alec Odin is really me just turned up times 10. And I really like it, actually. I feel very comfortable because it's actually the first time I kind of feel very comfortable because it's just me. Uh, and that's pretty neat. And I'm still learning my own craft. with. But I actually really like this character, and I feel good about it, and I'm getting good feedback. But that's how we got to Alec Odin. We went through two characters to get to this third character. You know, what's fascinating about that is you said um... – that people liked the other characters, that merch, you know, was moving with the other characters. And yeah. and then you said, hey, you know, I discovered this character is me turned up to 10, which is something that is remarkable. And I don't think most wrestlers realize is that if you look at those characters you had and they were over and merch was selling and you now are a character that's yourself guess who was selling those characters? You. You know, it's right. you're the viable product. It's not the characters you're playing. It's it's Alec. And I think that says a lot about who you are and about the potential of your career. Um, speaking of that potential, you went to the WWE tryout in December. Um, and I just watched the video again uh, last night. And uh, boy, it, it hurts because... It's Ryan Katz, who's a friend for a long time. Yep. He's he's narrating yep. it. We got Allison Danger, who's a friend of ours uh, and was out here in Vegas and just moved there three months ago and now is gone. Regal, gone. Smojo, who trained me, gone. <laughs> it's just like... I know. A Steel, Armstrong. Oh, I know, man. I know, man. Just looking at it, did you know what was, A, that experience like for you being around all those people? And then, B... Um, and maybe this is the starting point. What were your feelings when all of a sudden you wake up one morning and just see like, it's like ducks getting shot out of the sky, man. You know, it, it's been really, people are telling you like, you know, don't get discouraged. 
don't you know have like you know a bad mood about it but you know what that is pretty discouraging man like that that when i heard about that you know i i was pretty devastated i mean that's We've lost eight, they like they let go of eighty wrestlers last year, you know, and that's and the wrestlers they've let go. I, I still am like, wow, I just can't, I just don't understand what's going on. I just don't get it, um, you know. And then and, and the but wrestlers are one thing, but when they started letting go of those head coaches, the guys that have been there forever that have formed what the WWE is, I'm like, I don't understand. Like I, I do not understand that. I cannot put that together. So and you're right, I was just with them a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone I was with, half of them are gone. Like, what the, what the hell? That's really my reaction. But in terms of my experience, it was an amazing experience. Like, it really was awesome. Especially for someone like me who's been in wrestling, who can appreciate it. Who's, I mean, I am a wrestler. Like, there were 52 people there. 16 of us were experienced wrestlers. And the other 37 uh, or whatever weren't they were just athletes from different departments in this world so for me i really could appreciate it especially on, the, on our like it was three days long uh the first day was like a combination of medicals and testing and we did some stuff but we didn't get in the ring but when the second day came and the second day was the hard day let me tell you i was worn out afterward <laughs> when i finally got in that ring and I was in a WWE ring with the canvas, the black canvas and the black turnbuckles. And I'm in the performance center and I, I got William Regal in this corner and Ace Steel in this corner and Matt Bloom to my left. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I really was like, wow. Like this is completely surreal to me. Like I'm in the, I'm in the very ring or the very place where so many people that have been so amazing have come before me. And that was amazing. That really was awesome. And, I really enjoyed my time. Uh, I left there very happy. I wouldn't have changed anything. You know, I, I gave my best. Uh, I had very good feedback from the coaches for my in-ring skills, my promo skills, and just my look. You know, actually, I, I spoke with uh, Steve Carino a few days later, and uh, Carino goes, Alec, I just want to let you know you were my top three. Um, and that really meant a lot yeah. to me. That, you know, that really, that, you know, that made me feel uh, pretty good, and I'm glad. Uh, um it, it, it was just awesome to be with those guys. And uh, I did my best to, to soak up what they told me. There's a lot of things Regal said that I think is amazing. Um, they, yeah. they told you so much. It's so much good stuff. It's like hard to remember everything, but uh, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I feel it's an honor and a pleasure to be there because there's so many guys that go their whole wrestling careers and they never get the opportunity to go there. And the fact that I had an opportunity, the fact that I was there, they saw me, they know who Alec Bloom is. I feel blessed. And I, and I couldn't be more grateful. So um, I loved it. It was a great time. It really was. You know, um, as we kind of uh, wrap, you know, start getting to wrap up here. When you're looking at, um, that obstacle right now which i think is it's insane because of the fact that now the biggest and most you know tenured company in in the world is looking right. at guys who are you know essentially clean slates you know molds of clay that they can just develop into what they want which is kind of mind-boggling wouldn't you want experience as well because you obviously um, a, you're, you're a great talker. B, you have a phenomenal look. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because if you got a guy like Carino telling you you were in his top three, 
um, and you're absorbing the things that coaches are telling you, it fights against the logic of why you wouldn't bring in a guy like yourself to then take and just continue to, to teach and mold. With that being said, do you see your trajectory now moving towards the opportunities of um, either a New Japan here in the States or overseas, uh, an AEW or an Impact Wrestling? So, you know, yeah, I mean, if I had to tell you, like, my my heart's probably with the WWE because I just, you know, the WWE, they are the real McCoy. I feel like they will always be the mecca of professional wrestling, so to speak. Um, I also love AEW. I think AEW would be a great, great opportunity. I would love to work for them. And I'm doing my best to make that happen. It's just, it's very competitive right now. You know, AEW has got a lot of talent. They got a lot of made guys, as I'd call them, made guys being like Sting and Sam Punk and, you know, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call them. And that's difficult to compete with. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And they've hired a lot of the guys from WWE that have been let go as, as we've seen. So I'm doing my best. And I know some guys and I'm doing what I can. And I know when they see fit, when they think I'm ready, so to speak, they'll, they'll, they'll make it happen. But I am working towards them. Um, you know, I've been done to be, I'm on the radar now. I'm doing my best to stay in touch with them. And just, I got to continue to work on my craft and continue to improve. And I will. Um, Ring of Honor would have been a great opportunity. Yeah. I really like Ring of Honor and they're local. Unfortunately, yeah. Ring of Honor is more or less closed our doors right now. So, and I have a lot of friends a lot of guys there that all kind of lost their contracts. Yeah. It's pretty rough. I feel bad for them. Um, Impact Wrestling. I actually tried out for Impact Wrestling uh, a few months ago, earlier this year. Uh, I was at the School of Morton. They had a tryout, and I was with, uh, you know, Scott. Um, and, you know, Scott and I got along pretty well. He, he liked what I had to offer. Um, it's just I think Impact right now is kind of also kind of a – they're kind of in a strange – phase a whole wrestling world right yeah. now quite frankly but with the exception of maybe AEW, is kind of in a strange uh unsettled situation um i i would love to stay in the country if you had asked me i'd love to stay here um but i i do recognize there are other places to work i could go to the uk i could go to japan i could go to mexico and sam adonis you know he's down in mexico all the time and i was just with sam adonis in my last match so there are places to work. Um, I think where I'm at right now, you know, I'm 23 years old. I've been in the business for four years. Uh, I think what I need to do is continue to work on my craft, continue to work and continue to better myself. And uh, I think with my work ethic and my mentality, I know I'll end up somewhere and somewhere in a good place. Um, the timing just kind of work, got to work itself out. Doors will open. The key is to be prepared when the door opens. And that's my mission. And, uh, and really, really quick, Steve, before you jump in, <clears throat> I do have to say, PCO just signed with Impact, and boy, damn, I'd love to uh, to put some bugs into some ears out there, D'Lo, if you're listening. Um, I would love to see Odin and PCO as a fucking, <laughs> what a tag team that would be. You know, you got your veteran, you got your youth kind of the same you know just this crazy electricity these monster men would be fucking phenomenal but that's that's all i gotta yeah. s- gotta say about that <laughs> mr brown if you're listening yeah, that would be pretty dope 
Um, one, uh, so obviously, you know, we've, we've talked for about a half hour about, you know, your career and, and the things that you've accomplished, the things that you're going to be looking to accomplish, but let's, let's talk for just a quick second here. What are some passions of yours that are outside the ring? <laughs> uh, so, you know, man, um, my, my other big passion, uh, you know, we kind of already mentioned this bodybuilding. I love bodybuilding. You know, I, I train five days a week. I'm religious about it. I mean, it's a lifestyle every day of my life, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm there. And uh, I think uh, down the road, you know, a lot of my friends that are in the bodybuilding and like my father's friends who are kind of mentors to me, they're like, you know, Alec, bodybuilding will always be there. Um, so I'm not really in a rush necessarily to get on stage. But there, I, there definitely is a point in my life where I'd like to get on stage. And uh, hell, man, if I could ever make it to the Olympia, I'd love to. I mean, I love the open bodybuilding. If I was going to do it, I would go open. I would go all the way yeah. and be one of the freaks. Um, so wrestling is a huge – I mean, bodybuilding is a huge passion of mine. Uh, I also have a huge passion for cars and, and motorcycles and, and en- anything with an engine, quite frankly. If, nice. you can put an, if you can put an engine on something, I'm going to have fun. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like <laughs> – like I, I have a project car right now. I have a I have a '96 Ford Bronco, and I, I put a 427 okay. Stroker on it. So it's making 600 horsepower, and I, it's like my that's my hobby. I love <laughs> that thing. I do. I, I I love cars and coffee. I'll go to Car Week, a Cruise Week in Ocean City. Like I love all the classic cars and yeah. the American Muscle. I'm a big American Muscle guy. Yeah. I have two Harleys. I got two two nice. Harley Davidsons. I'm a big Harley, and you kind of make the bandana. I got the <laughs> Harley shirt on right now. You know, yeah. I love anytime when it's warm and I can get on my bike. I love to get on my bike and ride. I mean, I, I've been riding since I was seven years old. Like I've been on the dirt. Mm. I've had dirt bikes and four wheelers, and uh, my family and I and friends will go on a couple trips a year down to uh, Hatfield McCoy, which is like the best trails in the world, and we'll go ride and it's just a great time with my friends and family great time to get away and we just rip it up but uh yeah man i love bikes and cars and engines and i really do it's awesome hell yeah that's hell what yeah, i do that's awesome. my free time yeah <laughs> you know and just and just hearing that i am now going alec bloom is going to be a west coast guy there's no <laughs> doubt because you're going to want to you're going to want to be in vegas or cali and just, you know, be able to, you know, on your off time, hop on the Harley and just go out and ride around in the desert and just. I tell you, it's funny you say that because I've always told people, I'm telling you, Vegas, I love Vegas. I Sometimes I really see myself living there because it's not humid. It doesn't rain. It's always nice weather. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds good to me. You know, it's 15 Facts. degrees outside right now. We're getting a snowstorm in Baltimore today, so. Oh, yeah no thank you yeah 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 Yeah, and the worst i mean the worst we deal with okay the summers yeah it's you know 115 but like you said not humid it's just really hot and it's still a place where especially if you're a motorcycle guy man you just Mm. you just take off on that bike and you just get that breeze going it's like Mm. yeah you know you're not you're not cooking um, yeah. <laughs> in, in, exactly. in closing, man, um, tell people how they can find you on social media, uh, so that they can start following you if they haven't yet. And, uh, you know, this way, um, I, I always encourage people, uh, the sooner you can get in on following someone and learning about them and watching their career, the more of a fan. And, uh, for some people, the, the being the insider, uh, is, is a great thing. Uh, so, 
how can fans uh, get get in touch with you? Sure, yeah. So uh, my, my two main platforms probably are going to be Instagram and Facebook. So if you go on Instagram, you can look me up. It's Alec double underscore Odin, uh, A-L-E-C-O-D-I-N. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I love Instagram. It's probably my favorite. I'm also on Facebook. You can look me up on Facebook. My real name is Alec Bloom, uh, but I also have Odin as my nickname on there. So you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on YouTube. Um, that's a big thing going into 2022. Uh, WWE really wants you guys to have a YouTube channel. I, and I've had one, so I've made an effort to really make sure people know who it is. So you can look up on YouTube as well. If you look up Alec Odin, look up Alec Bloom. You, you, I'm sure my videos will show up. Um, and I actually just made a Twitter. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Twitter. I just never understood it. But as I'm, I, I think it's important for me to have it. So I just made a Twitter also under Alec Oden. But uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, those are my three platforms. Twitter is in the making. <laughs> nice. You know, God bless for you saying that about Twitter because it makes us old guys feel a lot better. Like, oh yeah, I know, I know more about Twitter than this young buck. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, man. Yeah, it's just one of those apps. I never really got involved in. I guess you know, I was like, oh, it's Twitter. <laughs> you know, and and uh, along those lines, brother, um, I I encourage you because I'm finding this more and more, and it just blows my mind. Is uh, start TikToking. Get, really get, yeah yeah get get that tiktok going i don't understand it like you don't understand twitter but it's it's <laughs> unbelievable how many views these people get and uh bro it's uh it's like what people are really focusing in now i think the youtube thing is a great suggestion too for anyone who is a wrestler out there trying to uh get the attention and, and get a following um that's great that you said the wwe wants you to have that youtube uh, channel and yours is definitely coming along it's some good content up there and you can definitely see a lot of the uh the growth and matches when you watch the uh the youtube uh, channel man yeah man yep 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 all right, man. It's been a pleasure. I'm so glad we had you on. Uh, for Sin City, Steve, and myself, everyone, please, again, follow Alec Odin or Alec Bloom uh, and uh, make sure that uh, you support him. And uh, you'll be seeing him doing bigger and better things here coming up soon, man. Again, thank you for joining us today. And everyone, take care. Until next time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.